We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And the Sixer season is crumbling apart, and there's no one better to bring on to answer those questions than one Spike Askin, who obviously will be joining the show here as soon as we can. What's going on, Spike? How you doing, Jack? How you doing, Ike? Brother Spike. What's up, brother? Now, I don't know if we have to address this now. I think it's probably at the end of the phone call, but I have a little little uh, issue with the, the both of you from something that you both said the other day. I don't right. know if we deal with that <laughs> no, now. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that at the end. We'll okay, the, all, right, all right. I don't even know what it is, so yeah, let's just wait to the I just, end. I just, I just, every day I listen to this show, I just know I got to get, I got to get, when do I get back there? When do I like, get it rolling? Needs, yeah, somebody needs to just, you know, lasso you guys in. I, yeah. I, it usually yeah. is an issue, yes. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> well, I guess my, my first big question here, Spike, is have the Knicks lost a game since you decided you were leaving New York? <laughs> yeah, man, I'm, I'm a, a bad vibe. I agree to come back to Philly. The Eagles go, however many, what, one in six yes. to wrap up the season. Yep. And Joel, Joel Embiid is the good vibes of the Sixer season is over, mm. and then the Knicks win every single game, no matter who they're playing or who is on their team <laughs> or who's injured, who isn't. It's yeah. not. It's not a great sign, actually. Well, and the worst part is they're doing with all Philly guys. You know what I mean? Yes, like, <laughs> yes, yeah, the Villanova squad up there know how to win. Yeah. No, well, that's not Philly, though. In fairness. Uh, so, yep. I agree. Yeah. Ah, yeah. It's essentially yeah. Lancaster. Yep. It's, yep. Yep. Uh, all right. What's your What's your reaction to everything that's going on with Joel Embiid? I think it's just kind of a bummer. I I go through different different phases where I'm angry and then I'm frustrated and I'm confused, but ultimately I just keep coming back to the fact that regardless of how it happened or why it happened. Here we are again in the middle of the season when we think things were going well and there's some injury, which, by the way, even previous to this MRI, he had missed several games with a knee injury that they never specified what it was. It just said knee swelling. Mm-hmm. That's, all, that's not an injury. <laughs> that's a symptom. You know, you look at every other injury they describe. Every other injury is an injury, right? Robert Covington has a bone bruise, and DeAnthony Melton has a lumbar spine stress response, and Nick Batum has a hamstring issue. We don't know what Embiid's issue is. But, here we, but all that said, here we are again, and it happens again, and you want to be... You want to be mad at him, but it's not his fault he's hurt, right? Mm-hmm. And it just, I think, at the end of it, I just sit here wondering, is, it, is there ever, like, what are the odds that there's ever going to be a year where we get through it, and then we get through all the playoffs, and through all of that, an entire NBA regular season, and the playoffs, which, by the way, if you go all the way to the finals, is pretty long. It's a lot of games. Yep. What are the odds that really it's ever going to happen one year where it gets through all of it? And it seems like very low. You know, like imagine you, had a, you have a car and every day you can drive the car to work and the, the car gets you to work and back. But every summer you try to drive it four and a half hours away to vacation. And every summer you drive it four and a half hours away to vacation. It doesn't make it. It breaks down every time. And it's like, this is now eight years, and mm-hmm. and I just probably time I, for a new car. 
Well, I just, I, I, I don't want him to go, and I want him to do it here, but I just, I keep thinking, regardless of what this MRI says, whatever this knee issue is, will be there in April, May, and June. Yep. There's no doubt. It's not going away. So I just, I, I keep getting depressed because I, I, I just can't imagine that we're going to get through a year in a playoffs where this, this works. Yeah, you sound like, sort of like I, I, I do, and even the feeling sort of feels the same. It's, it's, you almost have, you've given up, or let me, I don't want to speak for you, but I know I've, I'm in this grieving phase right now where I've, I've given up the hope that we're going to win a title, and I may as well just enjoy him when he does play. I don't know how many games he's going to play. don't know how many he has left in him. But the idea of pinning my hopes on winning an NBA championship, man, I just – I don't feel it. I don't feel it, man. I don't feel it, and it's it's because of this right now. It's because of where we are right now and the point you just made that regardless of the, the results of the MRI, you know this is going to be a lingering thing, and it's going to prevent us or prevent him from being at his best in April and May. Yeah, because whatever it is is some sort of chronic – thing yep. that that's always going to be there and maybe maybe if he sat for you know people talk about miss this game or that game maybe if he sat for six months whatever <laughs> it was would would heal up but right. i sometimes i think the only way that it would work is if for some and i don't wish an injury upon anybody but if for some reason he was injured and missed the first 45 games of his right. season Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, he, and yeah. he came in, and for some reason he was peaking in the spring, maybe, but that's the sort of sort of chance that we're going to need for it to happen. And I would, the, other, the other thing I would say on this is, and this is less of an issue, but the, there was an article in The Athletic today from Sam Amick that he said that people within the Sixers organization think that the only reason that Embiid played was because of the reaction of him not playing in Denver. You guys got to grow up. And I, I mean, meaning the organization, mm-hmm. blaming fans and the media. First of all, one reason why everybody had that reaction is because the guy was not on the injury report. And as, as close as one hour to the game time, they were leaking to everybody that he was playing. You know, Tim Bontemps was reporting that he was playing. Ramona Shelburne was, everybody was saying he's playing. He wasn't on the injury report. On top of that, at no time during this entire thing have they said what his injury is. So if you're telling, if, if they had said, hey, the guy has a torn meniscus in his knee and that's why he's not playing, people wouldn't be freaking out and saying that he's dodging, you right. know, Jokic. Mm-hmm. Jokic. That's, on, that's on them. And if you think also that the guy is only playing because of Twitter reaction, then maybe you should sit down with him and tell him to stop looking at Twitter. <laughs> I, I just, to blame the media and the fans for their reaction, that's, that, that should not control what you do. It should not control what he does. And I think that is pretty, uh, pretty small. I understand they're in a frustrating position right now, mm-hmm. but I think it's pretty small of them to blame the, the reaction to the Denver game when, in a lot of ways, they were responsible for that reaction. Do you think the do you think the sixty five game rule thing is nonsense? What, what's your thoughts on that with the the NBA rule? I think it's one of two things: either you give them a rule and they have to live up to it, or voters are going to make up their own rules and they're going to decide how many games is enough games, and then we get in the same exact fight. Mm-hmm. Because if you have the same exact player scores the exact same amount of points, t- 
team is exactly the same as successful and one player played 80 games and the other player played 50 games, then the player who played 80 games should get a vote. So I guess what they're trying to do is take the ambiguity out of it. I don't care, honestly, if... I think the rule is fine for awards. I do think the rule for... I do think, you know, all NBA being being connected to your contract and then the voting having a determination whether of how much money you make, I think that's pretty silly. I think that the owner should be able to give the players... If the owner wants to spend too much money on a player who wasn't all NBA, have at it. <laughs> you know, like, you, it's your salary cap to have to deal with. I don't care. So that part of it I don't care about. Um, I, I, I'd rather the, the awards part I don't care about. I just hate that the awards are tied to their salary. You know why that is? Because they know the players. That's what they care about, the money. The money, yeah. Yeah. But... But but in a lot of ways, them sitting has more as much to do with the teams as it does the players. A lot yeah. of times, these teams are sitting players to try to gain an advantage later on in the season, and that's that's what they're doing. That's why when people say we'll make it a 68 game season rather than an 82 game season, aside from the financial impact, then then whoever's playing 68 games, if you only play 50, you're still going to have an advantage over the the players who had to play the entire 68. So I think you're dealing with the, the same issue. So um, I, the entire culture around it in the NBA is bad. You know, you don't, you, I don't want to hear that 82 games is too many where 20 years ago people were playing 82 games and flying on worse planes and with worse nutrition and, you know, worse uh, medical treatment, all that kind of stuff. You can play 82 games. It just, They've decided that is in their best interest to not do it. So, mm. what, do you, what do you think about uh, how last night was handled? Um, him playing, what he looked like out there playing. Um, we're obviously waiting on this MRI. It, it could be a much worse injury than it than it uh, was going into the game. But what, what were your thoughts on last night? You know, it's crazy. So I woke up. I didn't watch the game. The game was on too late. So I, I'm not. I'm too old to be staying up until 12:30 at night to watch a basketball game. So I got up really early this morning. I watch it, and before I watch it, I see all the reaction. How are they letting Embiid out there like this? And I figured he must have looked terrible. He honestly, we've seen Joel look like that before a mm-hmm. hundred other times. To me, the the if he was missing shots, if he had made those jumpers, I, I don't know if I would have noticed the difference. To be honest with you, he wasn't. He wasn't quite as springy as he was in the beginning of the year, but they played 40 games. I, I, I guess I just feel like I've seen Joel look like that a lot of times. And then Kaminga rolling up on his knee, that could have happened if he was totally healthy. So I, I don't know. I didn't have a problem with him playing. And if, if it's really just pain tolerance, everybody's saying that they should sit him down. I don't know. I He's the one who has to tell them whether he can play or not. If it's not a diagnosable injury, if he doesn't have a broken bone, if there's not a tear somewhere, it's really just on him. So I didn't have a problem with it. I don't know what you thought, but I I was watching it this morning, and it, he looked mostly normal to me. No, I, I had the exact same um, feeling that you had. And even watching it, I, I saw the first half. Once I, once I knew that he was playing, I wanted to at least check him out to see what he looked like. Going up against Golden State, and I just, I honestly, I thought it was maybe a little fatigue, a little rust, a little stamina issue. He hadn't played in a few games, and 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 Nick Nurse said I think it's been five days since he had any basketball activity, going up and down the court, other than just in a half court workout. I thought it was was more of that. That's just sort of the way I, and and maybe it's the former athlete in me. 
I'm almost conditioned that, hell, if you get out there and you play, I'm not sitting here looking at you as if you're injured and you shouldn't be out there playing. Like, if you decide to play, then you decide to play. Yeah, either you're playing or you're not playing. Yeah. And, and there were there – were, because I was watching for it, and there were a ton of times where he was running full speed down the court. I didn't mm-hmm. see any – I didn't really see any limp. He wasn't quite as aggressive on defense as he, he has been this year, but we've seen – Plenty of games where he's not like that. So it was the play where he he tried to take off for a rebound and he fell on the ground without anybody touching him. Now that one to me looked like he was avoiding because the guy was going up to lay the ball up. Okay. So to me, I, it looked to me like he was diving out of the way to avoid the collision and not foul a guy because he right after that rebound he was back in the game playing like normal right after that mm-hmm. that instance. So I don't know I. I'm not going to just trust them <laughs> boldly. Like, I'm not just going to say the Sixers medical staff is exactly what they're doing. I mean, they've, we've, <laughs> no. we've had several yes. issues. <laughs> they, I don't think they've earned that benefit of the doubt. But I also, if I'm being honest, when I was watching that game, he did not, he did not look strikingly to me like he was in, in pain or, or shouldn't have been out there. And I've seen that before. We've all seen that before, but that's not what it looked like to me. Did yesterday change how Daryl Morris should go to the, the trade deadline? I mean, I mean, it's next Thursday. Does he need to go get a, a legit difference maker, or is it still at a fringe piece? And, and we're assuming that Embiid is going to play again this yes. year, right? Yeah, yeah, not done for the year. Uh, I guess I thought it was fringe piece. But I don't know. If they're going to have to get through three games in a playoff series without them, they don't have enough right now. And a fringe piece does not make that sort of difference. I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I would wait. I would still, I think all things considered, I think all in this summer gets you more than all in that the deadline does. And I, if I'm going to go all in one time, if I'm going to get take every pick I have and use every bit of cap space I have, I think I would rather do it this summer when I have more and I can get more than I would this year. All right. Last one before we get to what we did wrong. Uh, yeah, a lot. A lot. <laughs> yeah. We've been big on the hypothetical train on, on this show the last two days. Yeah. If you could only trade for one of this deadline, and this is you personally, you know, yeah. you can only trade for one. LeBron yeah. James or Jimmy Butler, who would you rather the Sixers trade for? This is going to shock you, and this will shock anyone who has followed what I've said over the years. Without question, 10 times out of 10, 100% Jimmy Butler. Yes, oh, I knew it! Stop! Yes. I you seriously as a basketball authority in this city. LeBron James is a, a vibes vulture. I he, told you. He... He sucks the life out of everything. Jack, he also wins all young, the young, time. Okay, why don't we talk about winning, Jack? Okay, let's talk about winning. What does Jimmy Butler he, want? He's, let's talk about the last five years. Who has had more success in the playoffs? LeBron Jimmy beat Butler Jimmy Butler LeBron? for a title. He went to the Western Conference Finals. Title. That's, that's, a a title. that's not a real champion. Everyone else says title. he's the hardest one to win of them all. No, LeBron said that. <laughs> the, uh, all you need to do, Jack, to look at how legitimate that title was and, and the effectiveness of LeBron right now is look at every other year he's been in Los Angeles. Every other year. Missed the playoffs. Missed the playoffs. 
lose in the first round, miss the playoffs. Even last year when everybody yep, thought it was yep. some big celebration, they were in the play-in, Jack. They were like because a seven seed or it, an eight seed. It doesn't matter until the lights get brighter. That's when LeBron <laughs> shines. What's your, it's, it's the same with your boy Butler, your boy. That, that title at Disney World. Here, here, are the, here are the facts about that title. I want you to forget everything you know about that season. And if I came up to you and I said, Jack, an NBA team won a title, but they gave everybody four months off before the playoffs, and there were no road games, and there were no fans in the stands, and it was played at Disney World. Would you tell me that was a real title? Well, it sounds like a perfect setup for Embiid. (laughs) It's actually a good point. It's it actually a really good point. You got me on that one. I would rather have Jimmy. Uh, I would give me Jimmy. You're give me Jimmy. Wow, is that gonna be your new hashtag? Yeah, give me Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. Bring him back. Bring him home. All Philadelphia right, zone. All right. What what did we do wrong? Okay. So I'm listening to the show the other day. This is for anybody who wasn't listening. And somehow you guys got on something pop culture related. Oh God. And there, 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 there are three things I need to lay out for you guys. The first thing is Ike. Yes. I I love you, man, but we're about the same age. Uh-huh. And the quote, did Jane Fonda play Bo Derek? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in my car. Where did he get in the Holland Tunnel? And I'm like, what is he talking about? Bo Derek is a person. <laughs> she was in 10. We all had the poster. Yes. What do you? I, I, then, I, it was in my head. I couldn't. I put it. It all got jumbled up up in my head, man. Did Jane Fonda play Bo Derek? Seems like a and fair then, question. And then Jack murders Jane Fonda. She had to go. And then Jack is unaware, or at least acting like he's unaware, that Twenty One Jump Street was a television series. With Holly Robinson, Pete, and Johnny Depp. Yeah, I had no idea. Oh, he was totally unaware. Jump. He was totally unaware. Twenty-one jumps. You with Channing Tatum? What are you? Twelve? Yes. In- Zoomer? Go check TikTok or something. I'm anti TikTok. The adults need to have a conversation around here. Man. Oh man! All right. Listen, I actually did. I don't know. Hold on. I actually deserve to be ridiculed about the Bo Derek thing. It, it it made sense to me afterwards. After I had to think about it for a second. By the way, certainly got texted by several of our co- colleagues around the city who were listening at the time, they were also embarrassed, too, for me. So, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I can't even – I don't even have an excuse for that one. Yeah, well, you, you hit this age, the memory starts to go a little bit. Well, he did. He left his phone – he thought he left his phone in, in, his, in the car yesterday, Spike, and it was in his back pocket. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what you got – falling apart there, yeah, man. That's, yeah, that's what you got apart. to work with when you get here. Yes, just – Yes, a lot um, of work to be done. <laughs> a lot of work to be done. All right, Spike, appreciate the time, and uh, we'll see you down here eventually. One right, of these days. You. One of these yeah, days. One of these days. One of these days. All right, see you. All right, All right brother. There he goes. Spike asking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got, I got several text messages about that. Oh, yeah. The Bo Derek. Yeah. Uh, Jane Fonda. Thing. I thought it was off. I thought it was <laughs> you off. You didn't know anything. Well, Bo Derek. <laughs> The both Eric. I, you probably thought that was a damn quarterback so or somebody. I, so I thought it was a cartoon character. <laughs> I knew you know. I thought it was a yes. cartoon character. Then we yes. said you said Tommy Boy. I, I was I was in lockstep with you. Yeah, she was in Tommy Boy. She's yeah. Tommy Boy. That's Bo Derek. Yes, great. The film. movie was ten. Was as 10. in she was a perfect ten. Hold on, Francisco. Did you know that there was a TV show called Twenty One Jump Street? 
No, I just knew about the movie. Exactly. <laughs> no, I would guarantee. Yeah, I, I, I got my mouth shut here. There's no one under 35 that knew that there was a TV show named 21 Jump Street. Yeah, news to me the other day. The only one I know is Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill. Wow. Yep. Yeah. yeah um, listen. That's what happens. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. Yeah, you know, it's all about honesty. We talk it out. Yep, we talk it out and make up hypotheticals and all that good stuff. 215-592-9494. We'll get back into all your phone calls. Don't go anywhere. Reacting to the A.J. Brown stuff. Joel Embiid last night. Plus... If I could have let a show with anything, it'd be the report that we heard next. Uh, because maybe the Eagles are eyeing someone else instead of Nick Sirianni. Don't miss that. Did the Eagles mess it up? We'll get to that coming up next on the Afternoon Show on Sports Radio 94 WIP. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. It is the afternoon show. Sports Radio 94, WIP, 215-592-9494 is how you get in. Let's get to a phone call before we get to... Some interesting audio that came out yesterday. Nick's in college. Joe, what's happening, Nick? Gentlemen. What up, Nick? I'm miserable. Listen, I'm miserable, and I'm going to scrap no out there, and I apologize if I, if I nick a couple of you guys. First of all, before Spike, you had, you had two fraud Philly fans on the phone. <laughs> First, you had Mad Mike, who just wants to see the Sports City burn. And second of all, you had you had a Jalen fan on. He's not an Eagles fan. He's a Jalen fan. As soon as, if, God forbid, Jalen got traded for uh, – for love in Green Bay, he'd be a Green Bay fan and, and torch uh, the Eagles. Oh, he's about OG Wade. Yeah, okay. Great, great content. I'll say this: great content. But yeah. he, he's 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 an he, Eagles fraud. Yep, he's he's more of a Jalen fan than yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, I'll I'll say because he he says he he called you in 1972 when you first thought about sports. <laughs> yeah, which by the way, uh, we need to fact <laughs> yeah. check that. I don't remember but, OG uh, Wade say, until I'll say, I'll say yeah, I'll say he was an Eagles fan in 1972, but uh, I don't know about that. All right, listen, first of all, your buddy Nick Castos, I'm just dropping names out. Nick Castos, <laughs> so what's, what's he call his show? He doesn't call it a gambling show. He calls it a wagertainment. Wagertainment, yeah. Right. Now, Ike, I understand that you got the kid next to you and he's throwing out topics and he, you got you to duck and weave and haymakers. You got, you know, like a boxer in a quarter, you got to duck and weave. Mm-hmm. But you can't have him come to you with a torch and a gas can <laughs> and bring a topic up at 201. And then the day afterwards, you go, oh, disclaimer here, disclaimer there. You, the caller's going to call. Caller's going to say stuff. Mm-hmm. You step to the side and go, not me. I didn't say that. But you're part, you're part of the bus, man. You're on the bus. Yes. You're in the back seat. Yes. The seatbelt's on. You can't get out. Yeah. All right? Yeah. All right. Oh, uh, I, I, I'm so, good with it. I don't, I, don't, yeah. I don't begrudge anybody that didn't like the topic. I don't begrudge anybody who didn't no, like the no. topic. It's a question that people probably don't want to hear. All I'm saying is well, we didn't. It attribute it to a source. It, and what does matter for my credibility? So it needs no, to be listen, you're, clear. Listen, you're credible. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'll let you finish. Yeah, no, I'm just saying when the narrative starts to get put out there that we put a rumor out there as if we attributed it to a source or something, then it does need to be cleared up. That's the only reason why I jumped right. in. It, it was really just a hypothetical question. Right, it was a hypothetical question. And nobody said that the 2 o'clock show or the mid or the afternoon show is saying this. It was a topic, and we mm-hmm. all know that. Mm-hmm. So, um but it's over. It's over. Listen, there's two things that are over right now. The jo- Joel era and the AJ era. It's over. I hate to say it. 
I'm still miserable about the one in five Eagles that one ended the season the way they did. But one is even, I'm even more miserable now. One in six Eagles, mm-hmm. and now I'm extra. I'm extra miserable because I had to watch those games this weekend, and my team's crumbling. And AJ, listen, we knew this was a problem. We thought it was might have been a problem against the Giants last year in the playoff game. Mm-hmm. And then what? Four weeks in, when we're one and four. No, I think we might have been four and zero by then. We lose to the Jets, but we were ten and one. And he was just, as we say in Italy or as Italians, miserable. He was so miserable. And now he can't even mention his godsons. You know, his godsons to his godfather. Godfather Godfather to to his his daughter. daughter. He can't. He can't. A daughter. Goddaughter was to his god. Yeah. yeah, He he can't mention his name. Mm -hmm. Like, it's over now. We, you might agree that. It's off season. We can fix it. It never gets fixed. Maybe one out of a hundred times. Well, listen. I hope you're wrong, Nick. I'm, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I hope you're wrong. Oh, I hope. Listen, I hope I'm completely <laughs> like, wrong. Yeah, I hope you're wrong, dude. I hope I'm completely wrong. But it's over, and I'm <laughs> miserable. And I gotta watch. Uh, I'm, uh, you know, I gotta watch that freaking Forty ers team. Oh yeah, I gotta watch an idiot coach cough up a win. He doesn't deserve to ever win another playoff game, Dan Campbell. Never, ever, 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 ever again. Well, we'll see if they're in that position thing. again, yeah. I'm going to call, call you guys on Monday. Couldn't get through. The way you run analytics in games, like game seven, week seven of the NFL against mm-hmm. the freaking whatever, Tampa Bay or Atlanta Falcons is not the analytic numbers you run in the second half of an NFC championship on the road against the number one team with the best statistics. You don't do it. Second of all, if you like the 17-point lead, a three-score lead with 33 seconds left to the first half, how do you not like a 17-point lead with 6.58 to go in the third when the game is just about over? You go up three scores. That team's got to score three times. Not field goal, field goal, field goal. They got to score three touchdowns Mm -hmm. to beat you without you ever scoring another point. I'm I'm so miserable right now, dude. I'm more miserable than man Mike. But I have a that's reason to be miserable. Possible. Yeah, that's not possible. <laughs> Dude, I'm miserable. Appreciate- I love you guys. The, sh- the show's great. But so is is Spike the, the curse now? Spike comes starting down to feel and, and like announces, it. Yeah. announces he's coming back. <laughs> does, does Spike Eskin deliver? Hell no right now. He sure doesn't. He sure doesn't. Appreciate the call, Nick. Although I will say, you know, before Spike left us, we had a Super Bowl in there. You know, he had a, he had a pretty good run. It's yeah. not as good as the Lakin run. Right. I, mean, I mean, the Lakin runs as he took over. Now, it's ended in a lot of heartbreak. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where mm-hmm. it's, you can't get the job done. Right. But, I mean, we had a World Series. We had a Super Bowl. We had the, we've had some good runs. Yeah. But Spike I, did get the job done. Listen, the run is not over with. <laughs> it's, not, it's, it's, it's not over with, man. I, I think, this, this, see, this is where we get into this little miserable phase, just like Nick just said, and everybody's upset. Mm-hmm. That's why everybody's all fired up and, ah, everybody wants to yell about every little thing. Right, because the Eagles lost sooner than they should have, and we should be talking about going to a Super Bowl or coming off playing a conference title game. MB was supposed supposed to be our next and only hope. He's about to, about to be back to back MVP, and then this happens. So I get it. Everybody's mad. I get it. Everybody's mad. It's not the worst it's been around here, and it's not as bad as it seems. And just just remember this, like, and and I mm-hmm. want you when you, whenever you get down, right? Because mm-hmm. I don't I don't like seeing you down. Yeah. 
pitchers and catchers in like 20 days. I, and I'm excited about that. Honestly, I am. <laughs> we need them. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I am excited you, about them. You know who needs them? You. Me. Yes. I, I, I need the Phillies. I yes. need the Phillies. <laughs> I need to talk about baseball. But they yeah. won't make a move. I think most people want you to start talking about baseball. So I've got a lot of stick to baseball in the yeah. last 24 hours. Yeah. Which on one hand, I think people view as as an insult. I view it as thank you. <laughs> like, like, you know, I think I'm well-versed in all sports. But stick to mm-hmm. baseball means, hey, I really only want to hear your baseball opinions or, or I, I value your baseball opinion. Yeah, the problem is people only want to hear what they want to hear. Mm-hmm. Like, you, we, we, we have an hour pregame show, right? I mean, pregame show. Yeah, pregame show. Well, we're, we're Before we come on the air, we, we, we're in our pre-show. A show meeting, yes. Yeah, show meeting, whatever you want to call it. And, and we discuss various things that we want to talk about and how we want to talk about it or what have you. We put ideas up there and see whether or not it's a good idea. You got valid points to support it. We come and discuss it. That's that's what we do for four hours a day. That's part of this job mm-hmm. is talking about things, giving people something to think about, something that invokes a reaction from them, not necessarily to troll people or any of that stuff, but to spark conversation, spark conversation. Wait, I had people tweet me, why don't you talk about the senior bowl? Really? Oh, dude, I saw that. Really? One. You want us to sit up here and talk about the senior bowl for four hours? The Eagles going to create more cap space. Yeah, hey, yeah, the senior bowl. Right, let's talk about free agency that's a month and a half away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's good. Right. The, 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 the armchair program. Yeah. Right? Oh, no, no, let's, no. I got one better for you. Let's yell about Nick Sirianni should be fired and he shouldn't be the coach like that hasn't been going on for a month. For two weeks. Let's beat that into the ground some more. Yep. Yeah, no, I know. It's it's. I, I love the, I love all the the uh, the cracks me up, man. Ideas, the ideas are out there. Well, speaking of firing Nick Sirianni, yes. and getting the conversation started. I know started, you want to get to this. Finally, finally, <laughs> again, it's just. It, it, I, I appreciate the Eagles at least, you know, seeing how I see. You know, sometimes I lay out the vision, and they gotta. I, I don't know if they would agree with that. <laughs> Maybe not in the last twenty four hours. Yeah, yes, but I think that I was on to something when I laid out the idea of going after one Bill Belichick a couple of weeks ago. Well, out of nowhere, last night Greg Bedard on, on ninety eight five the Sports Hub up in Boston, a longtime guy who covered the Patriots, threw this out on Fal Mass. Probably the most interesting thing that I've heard, and again, this is just Senior Bowl rumor mill, is that. The Eagles were very interested in Belichick if things didn't work out with Nick Sirianni and they could be at the front of the line if things again go poorly for him next year. Well, so didn't things not work out with Nick Sirianni? Like, what does that mean? They got blown out in the first round. Yes, but, you know, similar to Doug Peterson, like Doug Peterson was coming back until he had that postseason meeting with Howie and Jeffrey Lurie, and they wanted Doug Peterson to do certain things, fire certain people, and he wouldn't do it, so he got fired. I see. Apparently, Nick Sirianni was amenable to all that stuff, so um, they decided for one more year that they're going to keep him. But I do think, remember I told you guys that before the end of the season that that teams had already reached out to Bill, back-channeled on Bill. I thought the Falcons were definitely one of them. I'm now pretty convinced that the Eagles were the other one. When things were going south, they thought this might end poorly with Sirianni, and I wouldn't be surprised, given the relationship that Howie and Bill have, that the Eagles were one of those teams to back-channel through Bill. We were so close. We we were so close to having Belichick here. We were so close, and and frankly, I, I do think it was a mistake. I would I would like to have Bill you Belichick here. Yep. And uh, I don't. So so the interesting part about you've been on a nice little run here. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Got to have a feel. Got to have a feel. I just the the greatest coach of all time mm-hmm. was one of them. If you want to start arguing, mm-hmm. Andy, that's fine. Was sitting right in front of them. And and they're bringing back Nick, 
in uh, I think you know because he went along with their plan. That's what Greg Bedard is saying. Mm-hmm. Again, next year they might have an opportunity to get Ben Johnson or Bill Belichick. But I like that at least they are 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 having a bit of a clear vision of adding Bill Belichick to this would have been a good idea. And I'm disappointed they didn't because I think that it would have them closer to Super Bowl contention. But but. Even though Nick Sirianni has been closer to the Super Bowl more recently than Bill Belichick. Correct. Yes. (laughs) I am well aware of that. Okay. Well aware of that. This is a ready-made roster. They need to fix the defense. I was going to say, this roster ain't ready-made. Bill Belichick would have fixed the defense. He definitely would have done that. And I think my biggest, one of the things that stuck out from the Belichick report there Mm -hmm. is that this feels like a a Lurie decision from the standpoint of if he didn't think that Howie and Belichick could get along, like I think he would find a way to to make that work, and it's going to be fascinating this time next year if it goes similar to this year, making the playoffs. Probably he keeps his job, and 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 the the whale of Bill Belichick is still sitting out there. Yeah, unfortunately, um, they had their chance if they wanted to hire Bill Belichick, if those things are true, and they didn't. And I, I'm afraid that it, it'll never happen. I'm afraid that it won't. It just won't happen. Um, for you, I'm afraid for you is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. That, that, that is not going to happen. Um, because I do think, think the team is a playoff team next year. I do, I do believe with a couple of additions at key positions and getting everybody back on the same page with the, with the coaches that they brought in and the talent that's already assembled on the roster, there is a better chance that they make the playoffs versus not making the playoffs. Now, the idea to quote-unquote, air quotes here, that if they have another season the way this one just ended, of course somebody will probably get fired. But let's say the six losses are sprinkled out throughout the season in a regular fashion, and you still go 11-6 and and win this division. You firing him then? I don't think they would fire him. That would be four straight years he made the playoffs. I know. <laughs> Although this is, I think this would be the year that he probably gets the least amount of credit for, I, I, personally, because I, I think that I got to be honest with you, I don't think he gets much credit other than for people who defends him and says he didn't deserve to lose his job. Nobody truly gives him credit for the other success the team has had. It's gone to Shane Steichen or it's gone to Jalen Hurts. Nobody really gives Nick Sirianni credit because if they did, they wouldn't be so willing to move on from him. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I'm just saying, like, like the way that I think the reaction to the press conference was, it mm-hmm. seems like it's, wow, well, like, what is Nick Sirianni even doing here? You know what I mean? At least in mm-hmm. the last couple of years, well, maybe he's in the offensive meetings. I, I, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. <laughs> I thought it was interesting that the, the Eagles finally got linked to Belichick. Mm-hmm. And and maybe that this time next year, we can rehash Belichick or Sirianni or Ben Johnson or Sirianni. I mean, that, it's going to be on the table if they if they stumble. At any point during this year, I mean that's that's what this is. That's sure. what last year happened. Yeah, and I'm not hoping for that. I like Nick, I do, and, and I can like a coach without thinking he's the greatest football mind ever. Like we had a guy who was here who thought he was the greatest football mind ever. Mm-hmm. Turns out nobody liked him in the building. I think Nick is very likable and relatable to his players. I think his players like playing for him. I. I you know, I don't need all of the histrionics on the sideline that you get at times with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I could do without that. But I think for the most part, he has well intentions. He he is a guy who wants the best for his players. Can he be a little passionate at times? Can he be a little emotional at times? Sure. Sure. But for the most part, I think the positives outweigh the negatives. 
And I'm glad they surrounded him with some quality coordinators, experience that, you know, they can go out and make sure this team has some success. You know who doesn't get blamed for Sunday's loss? Because I wonder what what his role in Sunday's loss was in Baltimore. A Harbaugh? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody loves John, right? Including me. Hmm? I don't hear any blame on him. Yeah. I don't hear any blame on him about anything. All Lamar. All Lamar. All Lamar. Hmm? So I wonder, like, is he getting credit? Is he getting blamed? Uh, he's not. He, he's a CEO coach. I know. And now he's got to replace his defensive coordinator. And now he has uh, again. Yep. Which he's used to doing. Yep. It's interesting. Last thing before we go back to the phones mm-hmm. here uh, on, on the Belichick. And that's not to say he deserves credit. I'm just saying it's, a, it's funny how. He gets the benefit of the doubt. You know, he's getting the benefit of the doubt, right? Like nobody, and, you know, nobody's saying anything about that. Yeah. Although I guess before the, uh, it was two years ago, it seemed like there's a real possibility they're going to move on from Harbaugh. I've never felt that. Yeah, well, I think it was more out there than obviously yeah. the, the last little bit. Last thing on, on, on the Belichick thing is that it makes me uh, hopeful that if they do move on from Sirianni, not that, I'm, that I hope they move on from Sirianni, mm-hmm. but if they do, that they're not going to hire you know, just another like quote-unquote puppet. Like The, the right. idea, if you're going to back-channel and try to get Belichick, he's not coming in here to be ruled by Howie and Lurie. See, there, there's the, there is the crux of, I believe, not just your argument or your feelings. I think most people. Is they feel that Nick doesn't have necessarily uh, a footing or standing to do things on his own, call plays on his own, these types of things, mm-hmm. right? Is that justified? I guess if some people want to see the other style of a coach in there, but you you wonder with the last two hires the Eagles have had over the last six seven years. Doing it this way, it's worked out for them. But I guess the, the counter to that would be they ended up in the same spot twice. They would have the success, and then it would be like it would be like it would be hot, and then it would be right down like into the not the toilet. They go on the toilet yeah, they right now. Gone into, but they hot. made the playoffs six out of the last seven <laughs> years. I know, but it's, think about that. I know, but it's two head coaches in the, in the six out of seven years. That's also not very rare. Well, one was. If he had been willing to go along with the organization, then he would still be here as the head coach. Like, that's sometimes what you got to do if you're Mike Tomlin. You think Mike Tomlin, who hasn't won anything since 2009, 8, 10, whenever that was, you think he still has his job Is he if he's doing things the way he wants to do them instead of the way Pittsburgh wants them done from an organizational standpoint? You think Harbaugh, who also hasn't won a Super Bowl, even been back to the Super Bowl in over a decade? You think he still has his job if he's not amenable to what the organization wants to do from a philosophy standpoint? No, he's out of there. That's why they got rid of Brian Billick after he won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like some of these organizations, like it, it works for some of the organizations. Hmm. Let's go back to the phones. Tom's in Vancouver. What's happening, Tom? Hello, gentlemen. How you doing? What's up, Tom? You know, I don't you know, Jack, because I'm going to disagree with you again. But when I don't call up, it's usually because I agree with your point. Oh, awesome. That's good. <laughs> and I, you know, I actually did a film with Bo Derek. Oh, you did? You did a, what do you mean yeah. you did a film with Bo Derek? Yeah. yeah. Derek did. did you, were you yeah. in a starring role together? No, no, no. It's producer. Oh. oh. Yes. It was, it was called Frozen, Frozen with Fear. Frozen with she Fear. Was, I, she was agoraphobic. Hmm. Okay. I mean, she didn't like leaving the house. Okay. Are you, yeah. st- are you still a movie producer? 
No, no, I got out of that. Nice. I, I couldn't. I couldn't help people enough, so I, I got into health, healthcare. Ah, okay. Health admin. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, uh, so she is definitely a person. I can. She's uh, definitely a per- person. <laughs> that. I'm glad you cleared that up. Yep. <laughs> and I and I'm also so glad that to hear that uh, Spike was for uh, Jimmy Butler over uh, LeBron. I think that's yeah. No, I mean, anytime you can just pass up, you know, one of the three best players of all time for Jimmy Butler, you got to do it. That's no, smart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do think you're onto something, though, Jack. When it comes to AJ and you know something fishy there, it definitely is weird, especially with that social media when he took down the Eagles. The picks. That's a, that's a definitely of concern. Now, I do want to get to Embiid. This Embiid point, which is the main point of the day, the main topic, and. I am. Uh, I agree with you about it being annoying for Embiid himself, and it might be annoying for some Philly fans. But I mean, seriously, like the there was a caller who mentioned earlier, and he's dead on when he said we went through this last year with Embiid, and he has it now. And we made fun of Elliot when it comes to the uh, both the MVP last year when he was going for it, and with the in-season tournament takes. So let's stand by these <laughs> positions and let's stop it with these consolation prize chasing and such. And Maury, if he needs to adjust the incentives in Embiid's contract so it's more aligned with winning a championship, then he should do it. And the other thing is Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse has experience with load management. He did it with Kawhi, and it brought them a championship. Mm-hmm. And it was, it, it was yep. really it's something that he, he could do that. He could do that in this case. So I don't think, I, I don't think you need to give up yet. But I do think we have to accept that even if it means he's not going to qualify for MVP, you have to start doing load management with him. There's a blueprint there. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, you know what it is, Tom? It's, it's always how much load management do you do with him? Because he has to be in shape, too. Like, yeah, he, has to, he has to be in Exactly, playing. he has to be in and, shape. And it's just, honestly, it's, it's the reality of his body. Like, if he was 6'6", or he was 6'4", I think it would be easier for him to stay in playing shape. Mm-hmm. When you're 7'2", close to 300, 300 pounds, pounds yeah. he played, he, if, if your theory is right, and, and, and I know Spike felt this way, that last night was rust as to why he looked so bad, he missed like five games. I know. Like It wasn't like he I missed know. a month. Right. <laughs> oh, you're right. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Right. That is a problem. But we gotta look at uh, we got to look at Kawhi. Kawhi also has a history of injuries. It's not just because he didn't want to play, because he was getting injured. Yeah. And that's why they did it. And that's what actually even made yeah. him want to play for the Raptors. They sat down with him, Nick Nurse and the GM sat down with him before he got to Toronto and said, we are going to adhere to a plan. We're going to do this load management plan and we're going to take care of you and we're going to make sure that you're in shape for the playoffs. Yeah, and then he, then he left town. Mm-hmm. He said he said After they won. After they won. I appreciate yep. it, Tom. But, yeah, the only I mean, thing with Kawhi is the Spurs made that kind of weird. Weird, because they... Honestly, we're saying they didn't believe him. No, and he obviously did not take that very well. <laughs> yes, he didn't take that well. He refused to <laughs> refuse Yes, to he play. said he would never play for him again. So that made that situation kind of funky because they said they cleared him and he could play. They didn't find anything wrong with him, and they thought he was really just trying to force it. He didn't want to play for Greg Popovich anymore. Right. So I, But he still carried that same sort of load management thing throughout the rest of his career. Yeah, I mean he's playing more this year, which is good. You know, proud of you, Kawhi. You know, because I, I, I well, actually, he played enough until he got that extension. I actually like it, the Kawhi thing is such a shame. 
He got that three-year, $152 million extension. And they said, all right, I'll be out there. I'll, I'll, I'll get out there and play. 215-592. Meanwhile, nine. Paul George doesn't want to sign his. I know, which leads to the question, would they trade him before next Thursday? I mean, we have a chance leading into the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Clay, Jimmy Butler, Paul George, and LeBron James. I think all four could theoretically be on the table. And I would take Jimmy Butler over all of them. I would go LeBron, Butler, Paul George, down a few pegs, but still would be interested mm-hmm. in Clay Thompson. See, I'm trying to exercise the demons that me, I, I, I wanted to bias in favor of Jimmy Butler when they left. Trying to right a wrong. Yeah, I'm trying to right a wrong. Speaking of uh, LeBron getting swept in the Western Conference <laughs> Finals last year, yeah. Listen, man, he, I don't know if it counts. He put up numbers. Hold on, they lost game one, one thirty two, one twenty six. Close game. Close game. Lost game two, one oh eight, one oh three. Close game. Lost game three, one nineteen, one oh eight. A little bigger. A little bigger. Oh, pause. Yeah, uh, and they lost game four, 113-111. So he was right in there. He was in there. He was He was right in there. Uh, this Twitter question sponsored by Mark's Jewelers. Looking for the perfect engagement ring? Visit Mark's Jewelers for diamond engagement rings to fit every budget. Online at marks-jewelers.com. Hypothetically, would you trade two first, Tobias Harris and Furkan Korkmaz, for LeBron James? Ike, we're, we're putting out another fire. 4,000 votes. 60%, 60% saying yes, they would. You're darn right. 215-592-9494 is how you get in. On the other side, in addition to all your phone calls, we'll get to a top five of five with Francisco today. Speaking of a fire starter, Francisco usually creates fires with his top five, so don't miss that. All that's coming up on the afternoon show on Sports Radio 94 WIP. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.